Welcome to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. Join us on our journey as the host, Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, talks about how ordinary people can become extraordinary with the power of real estate investing. Here, he and his guests share their expert knowledge on how to create wealth through real estate investing, the mindset required to become a millionaire, and what it takes to master the craft. Hey guys, this is Martin Perdomo, the Elite Strategist, and you're listening to Latinos and Real Estate Investing Podcast. And today I'm going to be sharing with you how to build an effective real estate investing team, right? How to build a successful team to uh, help you get from where you are to where you want to be as a real estate investor. And before I get started on this with this list, I just want to share that this list, I composed it with my many years of experience, and it's just my perspective on what I've learned, and um, some of what of my ment- what some of my mentors have taught me, and experience. Right? It kind of reminds me of the story of uh, of uh, the, there's a fable that that, that states uh, there's these two men that they build this house on the beach. Right, guys? Now, I want you to picture it. One guy, one man builds his house on the sand, and um, the other guy builds another house right on the same beach, right? And one day bad weather comes in and the first guy that built his house in the sand, the bad weather took his whole entire house down. But the other guy was wise enough and he built his house, he dug deep, deep, deep down enough that he anchored his foundation of his house on the bedrock on the beach. And when the bad weather came in, guess what? His house didn't fall down. And that that's what the fable of that's what the story says however i believe that in actual in actuality it was the same guy the one that the guy first built the house on the sand and bad weather came and took his house and he learned his lesson and he learned some things and he asked better questions and then he decided hey this didn't work so i'm gonna do it differently and then the second time around, he built his house. He went deep down and he anchored it. And when the bad weather came, he survived. The, his house survived the storm, right? The bad weather. So my point is, the point of the story is that a lot. this list was compiled by some of my experiences, some of my trials and tribulations, and some of my lessons going, having lived through the last uh, uh, correction in 2008 and having gotten started in real estate back then and through some of my mentors and many, many successful investors I've shared this list with also agree with me. So here it goes. All right. So the first person that you should have on your list, uh, on your team, okay, is a real estate agent. All right, guys, a good real estate agent that understands how to work with investors can make you a lot of money. The challenge is, and, and I love real estate agents, and I have a lot of friends that are really, actually my my three of my uh, my family is we're all real estate, right? My wife's a real estate agent, my daughter's a real estate agent, my daughter-in-law's a real estate agent. We're a real estate family, so I love real estate agents. And this is no uh, disrespect to real estate agents, but the truth of the matter is that in real estate agent school, what they teach them is how to stay out of trouble. They don't teach them how to be creative. They don't teach them how to be investors. They don't teach this stuff at real estate school. So. When um, you're dealing with a real estate agent, 
and they don't understand how to deal with investors. They don't understand how we think. They don't understand that, hey, we can't buy at retail in order for us to make money. That's not someone that um, you want to work with. However, a good real estate agent, a good real estate agent can make you a lot of money. You can make a lot of money together. One of the things that you might want to look for when you're deciding to work with a real estate agent is make sure that they a good a good sign would be is them being investors themselves. Because once an agent is an investor themselves, they understand that you can't buy you can't buy retail, right? They understand that you're going to have to put some offers that are are lower than than what sellers would like to get, right? They understand the type of properties we're looking for. They they understand us. So the first person on your list should be a real estate agent. The second person on your list is a mortgage lender. The best mortgage lenders are, in my opinion, are um, in, in your community, are, are the smaller community banks, right? If you're doing the Burr strategy, the buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat, which I do quite often, they are very, small community banks are very relational based and want to invest in their own community. Um, we, for instance, I have a, my, my portfolio locally in my area is all financed through a small community bank. They know me. They know how I do my business. They understand me. I can call the, the regional vice president. I have a cell phone number. They're small. We talk. Any mistakes, they rectify them right away. These are the banks that you want to do um, business with if you're small. If you're starting out small, you need to have a small community bank on your side, or a good mortgage lender. It doesn't matter. It could be a good mortgage broker. When I'm dealing with bigger assets, then um, we're going with bigger multifamily, then we're going with mortgage brokers that are giving us Fannie Freddie financing. And there's a little bit more, well, a little different strategy, but the, a good mortgage lender and a good real estate agent are the first two on my list. And I'm going to tell you why. In 2008, 2009, the last recession, what I experienced was when people were getting into trouble, right? The first two people that they call when people are financially in trouble with their home is they've called an agent to see if they can sell the house. And then they call a mortgage lender to see if they can refinance the house. So if you start building relationships with those two, with those two, if you have them on your team, Right, and you have a strong relationship with those two professions, with two, with a few people in those professions. What's going to happen is when there is a correction, and people start calling them, "Hey, can I sell my house?" and maybe maybe a, a real estate agent will say, "No, you you know, there's not an opportunity. Your house is not worth," or whatever the case may be. They can say your name. They can say, "You know what? I can't sell your house in this market." However, you should talk to. Martin, because Martin's an investor, he might he might be able to work out a deal with you and do something creatively with you. Same thing with the mortgage lender. Mortgage people call mortgage lenders. They might they might find themselves in a situation where they can't where they can't refinance them, and the mortgage lender say, "Hey, call Martin. You know, I can't help you, but Martin might be able to do something with you. And maybe you could do a subject two with them, right, guys? Maybe you could do a subject two. Maybe you could do. There's so many different ways that you can help people." Uh, when you're an investor, you can get creative. All right, number three is contractors. A good contractor can also make you a ton of money, but a bad one will cost you a ton of money as well, guys. All right, a good contract. I mean, this is such an important part of your team. These guys are the ones that execute a big part of your business plan. If you're flipping or you're buying and holding or you're burying, even it doesn't matter what you're doing. I mean, a contractor is a, it's one of those things that are a must. 
in our business and you got to have. So uh, a good contractor and they're hard to find, right? At the end, I'll tell you where and how you find these people. Number four, a good asset protection attorney. All right. Same thing. A good asset protection attorney will set you set up your structure in such a way that you're very protected if you get sued. Okay. So for starters, when you're buying real estate as an investor, you should never, ever, 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 did I say ever, ever buy real estate in your personal name. You should buy it always under an LLC. That's what I was taught. That's how my mentors taught me. That's how I buy. And that's what I teach my students, right? You should always buy an, uh, uh, as, an asset under an LLC, whether you're flipping, whether you're holding, whether you're holding long-term, short-term, doesn't matter. LLC. Why? For the same, for the simple reason to protect your asset, right? It's to isolate your personal assets from your business assets. When you are in the real estate, when you are in the real estate business as a real estate investor and you're buying and holding, it's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when someone tries to sue you, not try to pay your rent or try to say you're not doing it. It's a matter of when, right? So God forbid some tragedy happened at one of your places and, uh, a slick attorney decides to, hey, uh, the insurance paid out, but this is owned. Let's go after this LLC and see that, see if there's any more money in this LLC. Let's take them to the cleaners. And you have your whole entire portfolio under one LLC. Guess what? The whole entire castle goes down. However, if you have that one property under one LLC, that's all they got. See the difference, right? That's all they got. So a good asset protection Attorney will guide you in the right direction and help you set up the right structure for yourself. The next one is a good CPA. A good CPA will be an important part of your team. And, and the, this is the person that's going to give you the tactics and, and, and some of the strategies that you need to, how you need to move with your money so you can avoid paying higher taxes. For me, uh, for instance, I, this is a, a very important person on my team. I'm, you know, my CPA and I are close friends. I'm constantly on the phone with him at least once a quarter, once every two months. And I'm saying, hey, Core, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? I got this project I'm working on. How should I strategize this? What should I be doing here? Can I do this? Can I, when I listen to a podcast and I hear, a, you know, a strategy or something, are you familiar with this? How can we do this? How can we make this move? A CPA, I don't, I, I want to pay as least taxes as possible that I can legally, guys. And you should want to do the same thing too. Number six is a property manager. If you're buying and holding, this is the face of your business. This is your customer service person, the person that collects your rents and is executing on your cash flow business plan. All right, guys, on your cash flow business plan. A lot of, you know, some, some, some guys I, out there I know of, they, they don't like to, they like to self-manage. That was one of the early mistakes I did. Remember that guy that built a house on a on the sand and uh house came down when the bad weather came? Well, that was one of the mistakes I did when I first started investing. I was Mr. Landlord. I was Mr. Property Manager. I was Mr. Uh, cleanup Guy. I was Mr. Painter. I was doing everything. And I quickly, quickly came to resent this business because of it at that time until I actually learned how to do this business like a business. So a good property manager, here's the best analogy I could give you. You know, I pay it for a property manager, right? For, for my small stuff, I pay 10%, nine to 10%, between eight and 10% for my smaller stuff, for my smaller stuff. And 
my property manager, for the most part, they're just collecting rent, right? For the for nine months out of the year, they're just collecting rent, and they're my partners, and I'm just writing them a check, right, every month. And then there's those three months out of the year that maybe I'm on vacation, maybe I'm away somewhere, and um, there's a lot of uh, havoc havoc with my property. So there's a thing broke, a, a boiler broke, uh, plumbing, something happens, and there's just one thing after the other. It happens. It just happens in this business. Guess what? That's what I pay for is for those times. So I don't have to deal with the calls. I don't have to deal with the toilets and I don't have to deal with the two, two o'clock in the morning issues, right? They deal with that. I don't have to deal with the three T's, tenants, toilets, and two o'clock in the morning is what we call them in our business. So a good property manager takes care of those things for you. Number seven, a good bookkeeper, this one was one that I had to learn the hard way. And uh, what happened to me with this one is I was running my books for years. And one day I listen, I'm listening to a podcast just like this one, a real estate investing podcast. And Robert Kiyosaki, the, the author of Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, was being interviewed. And at the very end of the interview, they asked him, Hey, Robert, what is the one thing you would tell your younger self as an investor? What advice would you give yourself, a younger self? And Robert said, I would hire a bookkeeper early on, immediately after I bought my first property. And that hit me, guys, like a ton of bricks. Because up to that point, I was playing Mr. Bookkeeper. And, and I'm not a bookkeeper. And I'm not good at paperwork. And that's not my strength. I'm not good at all of that stuff, Right. And I was spending, guys, literally, literally, I was spending about four to five complete business days keeping the book straight every month. It was a nightmare. I was spending so much time. So when I heard Robert say this, it was like the heavens opened up, like, voila, dude, I got to get a bookkeeper. So I immediately called Corey, my CPA, and I said, Corey, I need a bookkeeper. And that freed up about five days of my month. And guys, where do I make, where do you make your money as an investor? All right. And I, and I've shared this before. I shared this in one of my previous episodes. And that's as an investor, you have to be doing four activities that lead, that yield to results. And that's number one, making offers. Number two, closing on deals. Number three, executing your business plan. And number four, raising capital. Right. Those are the for me, those are the four activities I need to be doing week in and week out. Everything else I need to uh, contract out and have and have and delegate out for someone else to do, because those are the four things that generate that generate results in my business. That's the top of, top of the funnel activities. Right. For me. And now I'm starting to, to delegate even some of those top of the funnel activities. OK. Number eight, a good insurance agent. This person should be the person you go to that knows your business, knows your strategies, and helps you get the best coverage for the best dollar, right? For the best amount of, for the, for the bang for your buck. You know, my agent, I just call him and give him the, I either call him, text him, or email him, give him the address, give him my, tell him what I'm doing. I'm flipping this one. I'm holding this one, holding this one long term. I'm holding this one short term. Whatever I'm doing in that particular deal, I let him know, and he knows exactly what he needs to get me. I send him the new LLC, I send him the address, I send him the purchase price, and I'm in, and I'm out. And he knows, he sends it to my title company, and um, 
that takes care of that takes care of everything. The next one is I just said it, my title company. You need to have a good title company. This company is a company that's going to advise you, right? And give you clean title on your deals. They need to understand your strategy and how you work, right? So a good title company, not all title companies are created equal, right? Like real estate agents, like everyone else on this list and on this list. Not all of these professions are created equal. A good title company should know how to work with investors, right? Because oftentimes, times I'm buying properties from wholesalers, and uh, wholesalers have a wholesaling fee or a consultation fee, whatever they, however they want to put it on the HUD. But some title companies think that this is illegal, and they're not familiar with working working with wholesalers, right? So for me. I don't want to be teaching. I don't want to be educating a title company. I need a title company that's going to bring value to me and that's going to help me grow my business, advise me. That's what I want to surround myself with a strong team so I don't have to learn and know everything. I need to know a little bit about everything, but I don't need to know everything about everything. I don't need to know how to be a contractor. I don't need to be, I don't need to know how to be a good asset protection attorney. I'm not that. I'm not a CPA. I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to know, um, I, I don't need to know all the intricate details of how a property manager manages a property, you know. So you just need to, I need to know enough to surround myself with good people that are good in that lane. If that makes sense, good or good, guys, right? Awesome. And lastly, okay, and I would say this would be the most important one, is a mentor and or coach. This is the most important person on your team because this is the person that is going to advise you and tell you when you should have, you should be getting all, putting these people on your team. Because as a newbie or even some, some veterans, right? That, that are self-managing and, and they're looking to get to the next level. We don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And someone that's been there before, that's been down that journey, right? Will be able to tell you, Hey, it's time for this. For instance, one of my students, a um, couple of my students, they went from two doors to nine doors in, I don't know, four months. And when they came to me, when they bought their first two doors, they we talked about it. I said, you can, you can take care of your books for now on those two doors. And then from there, they bought seven units immediately and like 90 days later. And I said, okay, dude, it's time for you to, get a, to go and get a bookkeeper. It's about to get crazy, right? You're trying to manage all of these things yourself. Go hire a bookkeeper for a couple hundred dollars a month. It's well worth the investment and your time. And you're going to have someone that's going to do it correctly and is going to send it, make your life easier at the end of the year. Send the stuff over to your accountant and it's everything is automated at the click of a button. So, guys, that's my list. I'm going to repeat it one more time. Real estate agent, a good mortgage lender, so you can take notes, a good contractor, a good asset protection attorney, a CPA, a property manager a bookkeeper, insurance agent, a title company, and a mentor or coach. Guys, thank you for listening. This is Martin Perdomo. You've been listening to Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. And as usual, if you or anyone you know wants to invest passively in in real estate and multifamily, go to my website, go to strasburgrei.com. I have a short video there. You can see how that works. Or even if you want to, we're doing a lot of flips lately. If you're wanting to invest short term with us, on a, on a quick flip. Go there, check out our website, check out our blogs. We have a ton of uh, good content on there. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. And we'll see you soon.
Thank you for listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. If you'd like to invest passively in real estate with our group, please email martin at premierridgecapital.com.